I right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref with Connor Pasby today. I am Chris Plank. I'm thinking about buying a couple tickets for tonight's game. You gonna? How much are they costing now? What do you see? I'm on SeatGeek right now, and I got two tickets, $49 each in Section 213. It's That's unreal how much they've gone up for this year. Because I mean, I remember last year for OU Florida State, I was able to get thirty five dollars a ticket in the outfield. Yeah, um, and now the the issue is, I guess more than anything else, the issue is all right. How high are you willing to go? How good do you want your seat to be? Right. Um. But I guess the question is more than anything else, you know, are you even are you even willing? Are you even willing to to have a situation where you want to go out tonight? Everyone's free you guys are all freaking out about the weather. So who do you here here's a question. Who do you turn to? Do you turn to weather.com? Or do you because that's where I turn to for everything and I mean, it doesn't show much of an issue. I mean, even in the the evening now, weather.com might suck, and I know that uh, I know Kindle is always telling me to use AccuWeather. I'm sorry, I cannot change. I'm not paying for a weather service. <laughs> Let me ask my wife. My wife is all about some dude named Aaron Tuttle. Let me see. What's Aaron Tuttle say? <laughs> all right, let's get after it. It's time for the top five stories of the day, and it's brought to you. As we get set to talk to Andrew Haynes, the play-by-play voice of the Texas Longhorns, it's brought to you, as always, by Newcastle Casino. What's a casino? Newcastle Casino. The best reels in the metro. Happy hour Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. They offer an earn 20, get $20 Tuesdays and Thursdays from 10 a to 10 p. And they've got the OTB in the Newcastle Casino. Let's go. We're real. Gamers come to play. Big story number five. Now, here in the Newcastle Casino top five stories of the day, we have somewhat, somewhat been keeping an eye on the on the Live Golf Series. Now, again, I'm always going to tell you, and I love golf. Like, if I could play every day, I would. But I have, I have not the slightest crew, clue about the craziness of the Live Golf Series. It's a story that I'm going to dive into once college softball wraps up. But the latest in the Live Golf Series is that Bryson DeChambeau is joining the Live Golf Series. Patrick Reed is also joining the Live Golf Series. They're expected to compete in Live Golf's first United States-based event, which is scheduled in Portland June 30th through July 2nd. According to this report, it would be another blow for the PGA Tour, which denied conflicting event releases to players who requested them to compete in the Live Golf tournament. The events are being financed by Saudi Arabia's Public Investment Fund. DeChambeau and Patrick Reed um, have become very polarizing players. 
but they are both joining the Live Golf Series. That's a few more big names joining in. I mean, I really haven't dived into it either, but all I know is that it's a lot of money. And um, some of these young golf I think some of these young golfers just want to grab that and yeah, get, get that, that money. money. Get your bag. All right, um, big story number four. Newcastle Casino, top five stories of the day. Tonight, we have NBA Finals Game 3. Now, and oh, by the way, by the way, um, Dustin Johnson did talk about this yesterday, and so did Graham McDowell, who have both joined the Live Golf Tournament. I mean, do you, do you care to hear from Dustin here real quick to put a, a twisty tie on Big story number five. I've done well on the PGA Tour. I'm obviously, we, you all know that. Um, very thankful for what they've given me, too. Uh, but this was, yeah, it's just something different. I'm with Louie. I don't want to play golf for the rest of my life, uh, you know, which I felt like I was probably going to have to do. And, you know, for me, this is, is something new. You know, I like to do a lot of other things besides golf. And, you know, I think this gives me an opportunity to spend more time with my, my family. Gives me opportunity to you know spend more time doing the things that I love to do, and you know, and it's exciting. Like like he was saying, this is an exciting time. I think it's exciting for the game of golf, and I'm excited to be a part of it. All right, all right. So there you go. There's our bow tie on that. Big story number four uh, tonight: you get the Warriors and the Celtics. Now, my man Quinn, maybe one of the smartest listeners to the show, right up there with Sean. Quinn texted me earlier, and said, if you have a free second or two, can you please address Draymond Green for what he said about my beloved Celtics, which basically Draymond, who, because he's on Colin Coward's platform, the volume, has become the most overly praised basketball player we've ever seen, but basically said that um, he – they would bully the basketball players from the 80s and the 90s. I did see that. I, did you I, see that? I cannot believe he said that. He's been saying, man, he's been saying a lot of kind of well, dumb here's stuff the thing. lately. Here's the thing. That's his next career. And what do we see in the media anymore? Say something stupid, get rewarded. That is true. Bro, yes, you probably would. You know why? Because everything that players like Lambeer, Dennis Rodman, Rick Mahorn, um, James Worthy, Larry Bird, all those guys, the things they would do would be called fouls now, right? They could compete, but they, most of those guys would foul out in a few seconds. And I, can I just, listen, I get it, the set shot videos of Bob Cousy and things like that. It's a different era. But you, y'all do understand that it's, it would be a fascinating thing to watch play out. We're never going to see it, and it's dumb as hell to talk about. But, yeah, Quinn. I'd be triggered, too, if I was a Celtics fan. But there's no, there's really no way to battle around it. Meanwhile, two intriguing narratives have played out in advance of tonight uh, tonight's Celtics-Warriors Game 3. Number one, I don't, I don't know where this came from, but Bob Myers, who's the general manager of the Warriors, said this. He's a made man. There's nothing he's done. Forget about this fight. By the way, talking about Steph Curry. He's a made man. There's nothing he's done. Forget about this final. It's already been done. He's already done it. I mean, he's already proven it. I don't know what he has to continue to prove. I don't know what it is about him that causes people to fail to recognize what he's doing out there. I, I don't... But are people trying to say that 
def. I mean, are we watching the right shows? Are we listening to the right channels here? I hear Arnie gets mad because he has his mouthpiece out. Yeah, I mean, but, yeah, I've seen a lot of people respecting Steph Curry. I mean, I don't see anyone talking down on him and what all he's accomplished and all the finals that he's got to. Who who said that on the Celtic side? That's oh, that was Bob Myers, the GM of the Warriors. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I guess. My favorite tweet, there is a tweet that makes around, and I think I reference it a lot on this show. It's the guy that says, there's always someone arguing against nobody on the internet. And his example is, so y'all said Steph Curry can't shoot. Like, nobody is saying that. I don't, it's like we were joking yesterday, Connor, whenever I was at Caven's Construction. And it was, it was interesting because, does Tom Brady need another ring? Well, no. What, what are we even doing? Steph Curry doesn't have to prove anything to you people. This is all Draymond Green's fault. Because he started fighting about KD's role within the Warriors. This isn't a, a, a Steph Curry thing. This is Draymond Green causing problems. Is what it is. Listen to CJ McCollum whenever he was asked about KD. There's no debates about who was the best player on that team. We know it was Kevin Durant. Steph knows it was Kevin Durant. Dre, deep down, he knows it was Kevin Durant. And obviously, K knows he was the best player on that team. There you go. There's a guy that competed against him that's basically saying, hey, he's the best player. Kevin Durant's the best player in basketball right now, guys. Yeah, it's kind of kind of obvious. I mean, it, you could sit here and try to question it, and we can be mad about the Thunder thing all we want and go, ha-ha, take that. And then you're like, you tell him, Draymond Green is talking trash to Kevin Durant. I don't really know which side to choose on this. Right? I mean, he, just, yeah, I mean, he's usually a guy that just can't keep his mouth shut. So, he's always got to keep going. Anyway, all right, so from the NBA Finals, who you got, by the way? Late start, 8.30 tip between Boston and Golden State Series. Even at one apiece, it shifts back to Beantown. Who you got tonight? I'm going to go Warriors. I think um, I think it actually still two in Boston. So they can go up 3-1. And, uh, man, I don't, know why, <laughs> I don't know why I'm big Warriors, but I think they'll close out in five games. Yeah. I think you may be on to something. Big story number three. We had our first, well, at least I think it's, our first managerial firing of the offseason as or the, the baseball season. Joe Madden, Mr. Brilliant, was fired by the Angels. Are you saying we're not competing? I'm not saying I'm curious what you think. So. Well, I mean, uh, then you must be thinking that if you ask the question. I am. I'm asking you the question back because I, I obviously think we're playing uh, hard. We're not uh, winning games right now, but I'm not going to denigrate the, the effort by the guys. Um, I'm asking if you're seeing that because I'm not. Someone, when they recorded this, had another piece of audio going on underneath it. <laughs> I heard that. And it's enraging right now. Fair, is that a fair question? I'm not coming after you. Just ask you a question. No, he's, he's just he's being okay. So Joe Madden is out. I won't lie. Um, I was kind of surprised because everyone was so all over the Angels to start the season that I didn't even realize the bottom had fallen out for him. I don't pay a lot of attention. I, to I didn't either. I didn't know they were. I didn't know they lost twelve in a row right before that. Man, <laughs> I mean, that was that was kind of a dumb question to ask Joe Madden, right? Um, yeah. So their GM realized a managerial change needed to be made. Um, so listen to this story. On Tuesday, 
as Perry uh, Menasian, I believe is how you say his last name. I'm not even close. Uh, He drove to Angel Stadium after his daughter received an award for her second grade class and became convinced that it was time to let Joe Madden go. He called Artie Moreno, received his blessing, drove to Madden's house to inform him he'd been fired. I did not know that. So here's the funny part of it. I mean, I've been at a lot of these award ceremonies, and as you're watching them, your mind kind of starts to drift a little bit because you've got to sit through so many awards. And all of a sudden, I mean, I'm just, I'm imagine, I'm imagining the Angels GM sitting there, and as he, his daughter won an award, he realizes, I've got to let him go. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, where does that pop up? So Joe Madden, Mr. Brilliant, is out 12-game losing streak that has kind of imploded their start. Phil Nevin, former Dodger great, is now the new manager. Gets us to big story number two. Number two. We got a lot of stuff from the NFL, a lot of audio. I don't know if we'll get to it all. Aaron Rodgers spoke yesterday, and it was – it was interesting to hear him talk about Devontae Adams. He had a chance to be all-time record holder in a lot of categories at, at receiver for us. Um, I thought that might be a little nugget that would, would kind of keep him here. But, but again, Tay you know, made a decision that he thought was in the best interest of him and, and his family, and, and uh, I can't fault him for that at all. More uh, on Aaron Rodgers. I'm focused on this season. I'm never going to drag it out in the offseason. The conversations I've had with Brian have been very honest and, and, and direct, and that's not going to change. And, and we'll sit down after the season and hopefully after a championship and and figure out what the next step is. Yeah. Agreed. And just enjoy your season. See where we go from here. He might retire is one thing that he brought up too. The other NFL story involved Deshaun Watson. We have yet another case. There was an incredible uh, report in the New York Times, uh, booked appointments with 66 different women over 17 months from the fall of 2019 to 2021. The list of 66 includes the 24 women who filed lawsuits against him, uh, including two in the past week, a woman who sued Watson, but then withdrew the complaint, two women who filed criminal complaints um, but did not sue him, and at least 15 therapists, uh, therapists who issued statements of support for Watson at the request of his lawyers. Um, A few of the additional women spoke publicly for the first time to the Times. One woman who did not sue Watson or complain told the police and told the Times that he was persistent in his requests for sexual acts during the massages, including begging her to do things. Complete mess. Good call, Browns. Good call. Um, Gets us to big story number one. All right, so there is a little bit of everything else that's going on in the world of sports. When we come back, we are left lane, hammer down towards OU Texas tonight in game one of the championship series. The play-by-play voice of the Texas Longhorns, Andrew Haynes, will join us when we come back, and we'll go in-depth on what Texas needs to do to try to compete with the Sooners tonight. It's a plank show. Connor Pasby is in for Josh, who is in primetime today. He got the call-up to the show. He's on afternoon drive with, well, Teddy's off today, but Tyler McComas in the house with uh, Josh this afternoon right here on The Ref. 
We are rolling on a Wednesday. Every day is running together. And pumped to be joined by the play-by-play voice of the Texas Longhorns softball squad who's playing for a national championship against the Sooners tonight. Uh, Andrew Haynes joins us at a baseball junkie on Twitter. First of all, Andrew, thanks for coming back on with us. Um, did you Had you packed plenty of clothes? Were you good to go for this now um, week-long stay in Oklahoma City? Uh, Chris, I had to go and do laundry yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) We were saying the same thing with Toby uh, whenever he was out for the regional in Gainesville last week. Um, All right, well, take me inside. This has been an incredible run, right? Beat up on UCLA, catch everyone's attention, have to go down through the loser's bracket, not only win a game against uh, a really fun game, actually, against Arizona, but then come Mm -hmm. back and and beat Texas twice. What What is it about this team, Andrew, when they face elimination? Man, I don't know. Uh, for some reason, they're just completely different than they are during the regular season or than they had been. Um, something, some flip has just switched, and uh, when their backs are against the wall, they're, they're not getting nervous. They're not getting, you know, feeling the pressure. They're just playing loose and playing well. Uh, you know, I can't explain it. Janae Jefferson is pretty special. And it's, it's wild because we're watching – Three pretty incredible – I mean, I throw Haley Dosini in there, um, four. But wait, does Dosini have another year or is this it for her? No, this is it for okay. her. Okay, so in Haley, Janae, Mary Icopo, Jocelyn Allo, we're watching four pretty incredible players wrap up their collegiate careers here this weekend. But I want to focus a little bit on Janae Jefferson. Um, she's just a spark plug, and you see it day to day. Um, what, what is it that takes her to another level? What has she done that you that you see, Andrew, that has really just wowed you? I think for Janae, um, it's it's the best hand-eye coordination that I've ever seen. You see some awful pitches that she starts to swing at, and somehow she gets a piece of it, fouls it off, you know, bloops a single over the third baseman, uh, sometimes rips a single between first and second. Um, she just uh, has an incredible knack for getting the bat on the ball. And defensively, uh, she just she's in full control of her body. She knows what every part of her body's doing, and, you know, she'll uh, field plenty of balls. I think Mike White has said it, you know, Janae is an excellent fielder, but she's not one that you would use to try to teach other people how to field. Uh, you know, you'll see her field the ball, you know, backhanded going up the middle and just kind of, you know, falling off towards second base and make a calm little throw to first in plenty of time. That doesn't set herself, just, you know, jumps and throws. And uh, it's, um, you know, just incredible to watch her. It's been crazy over five years to see, you know, how much she's improved, but at the same time how good she was as a freshman and uh, how much she hasn't had to improve to this point. How about the spark Bella Dayton has brought this team? She, she brings some juice now. Yeah, I mean, you know, she's had her moments this year. A couple of home runs here and there, um, you know, some big uh, defensive plays, uh, and all of a sudden, postseason, and she's going. Um, she, you know, she is, uh, uh, especially that uh, that big play in uh, the fifth inning against Oklahoma State in the second game. Uh, you know, just she made that happen with her speed. She she's got speed. She's got. A little bit of pop, as I mentioned. She threw out the runner at the plate against UCLA in the first inning from center field. Uh, I think her experience with Arizona last year playing in the College World Series has probably helped her to step up in this one and help be a team leader and uh, help this team go. 
Yeah, she's fun, man. She's uh, she got a little juice. That was as wild of a play as I've ever seen in that mm-hmm. game on Sunday night. With, I mean, I say inside the park home run. It obviously wasn't, but I mean, Andrew, how was the call on that one? <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty incredible. Um, you know, I, I saw the base hit, and I saw. I didn't think they were going to send Whitaker. She was on second. Uh, you know, not not the fastest player, um, right. which is rare. You know, most of the time there's a fast player uh, leading the charge for Texas. But uh, you know, she had Mia Scott, who's very fast behind her. But so Whitaker on second, going to third. Mike White stopped her, and then Carly Petty booted the ball. And so White said, "Wait, like go." I, I saw him, you know, uh, wave her to keep going home, and uh, then saw Petty throw the ball in. I was looking around, and all of a sudden. Busby's winding up to throw to second, and she had Mia Scott off the base at second. Scott was a solid 15 to 20 feet off the base. Um, an accurate throw, and Scott's dead to rights, or at least gets in a rundown, but, you know, Mia can get out of rundowns. Um, but, uh, I mean, she threw it, and I think it was the shortstop, Kylie Naomi, covering second, was kind of leaning on the second base side of the yeah. bag out toward, out toward right field. And so, you know, she threw it. I'm like, oh, boy, Scott's done. And wait a sec. There's no one there. There's no one in the vicinity of the throw. And so all of a sudden, it's off to the races. And I'm like, Scott's scoring easily. And Dayton, you know, she can fly too. Like, this is this might happen. And uh, sure enough, she got in just ahead of the throw. It was wild. It was, it was as wild of a play as I've ever seen. And... I don't know about you. You had seen Oklahoma State four times this year, and this isn't about trying to beat down Oklahoma State, but I just I felt like they were out of juice at that point. It just it really sucked all the energy out of that team. And Haley Dulcini, even though she hit three batters, kind of started to find her groove again, and it just it felt like it was game over from that point. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, what was interesting? Um, I've talked to one of the people who was in the dugout uh, in that game, and. Um, they were saying that before Courtney Day's three-run home run in the fourth inning, uh, it felt like Texas was starting to be out of juice and like just you know grasping for anything to, you know, try to stay motivated, try to stay energized. And all of a sudden, Day hits that one, and then the person said, like, you know what? After that, it felt like you know something's going to happen, and this team's going to win. And uh, and sure enough, I think that was an absolute momentum-sapping play, which is weird because you know Oklahoma State has had Texas's number. Uh, you know, ever since Mike White started, you know, at Texas 2019, I think going into that doubleheader on Monday, Oklahoma State had won something like uh, 13 of 15 games between the teams since 2019. Uh, it was just absurd, um, especially six of seven last year. And and so this time, for some reason, you know, that, that play, um, it just deflated Oklahoma State, and it was over. You know, Haley Dolcini... Indeed, you know, she's been kind of, you know, fatigued here and there, but I, maybe it energized her enough, and she was able to, to help, uh, you know, get just the right ground balls. The defense turned a double play behind her, and uh, it worked out. So let's let's talk about the pitching side of this. We're hanging out with Andrew Haynes. He is the play-by-play voice of the Texas Longhorn softball squad at a baseball junkie on Twitter. Give him a follow. Where did this come from with Estelle check? I was. It was like old school softball on Sunday. She or Monday, excuse me. She <laughs> is dominant in that first game. Then you look up and you're like, oh, she's starting the second game. Did could you have anticipated this from Estelle Check? She was great against LSU. Had her in the roller coaster, but man, she's she's got some filthy stuff. 
when she's on, she is very good. Um, yeah, you mentioned it. So it, it was interesting uh, at the start of the season. Uh, Mike White had uh, you know the pregame media avail- or preseason media availability stuff. He was saying that you know Czech and uh, you know Logan Hewlin, who was a transfer in as well. He was you know looking at them as relievers and you know maybe a spot start here and there. And then uh, Czech pitched decently the first couple of weekends, um, and she came through and all of a sudden was one of the top pitchers come that mid-March where she, you know, shut out LSU on three hits. Uh, she had a little bit of a, a rocky you know, last month and a half or so. And then right toward the end of the season, apparently they fixed something where they noticed that she was leaning back too much. And so she was missing up. Um, and so, yeah, over the last couple of weeks, she's been excellent. Shut out Weaver State to open the NCAA tournament. And then, yeah, that uh, that start on Monday, um, I was you know surprised to begin with that she was starting. Although Mike did tell me in the pregame interview that uh, she'd had some really good bullpen sessions, and so he was going with her for the first game. Mm. And and indeed, I was surprised that she came out for the second one. But you know, you look at it; she just threw a shutout. She's probably still warm. It's only been thirty minutes since the last game. Why not see if she can keep it going? Mm. She's fun, man. We had a chance to talk to her on the post game. Uh, Westwood on Westwood one, Andrew, she just, she's got a good spirit about her. Right. And for the most part, I feel mm-hmm. like every interaction I've had with these Texas players, pretty good. Now, again, our rivals here, right? OU versus Texas, but it seems like it's a fun team to be around. Do you get that same sense? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, these players aren't, um, you know, aloof. They're, uh, pretty down to earth. Uh, they can get a little sarcastic at times. If you notice uh, the tweets from uh, both Haley Dolcini and Mary Iacopo, and they play off each other, and it kind of gets, uh, you know, even crazier. Um, especially when the uh, the hats and the big sign saying, you know, punch your ticket to OKC did not arrive for the team when they were in Arkansas. Uh, that was a, a pretty funny experience having their responses on social media. Uh, but yeah, no, they're they're uh, they're. Pretty much all great to be around, uh, you know, seeing with a smile and relaxed, and uh, you know, can easily talk to him briefly and uh, see how things are going. Hey, real quick, I know I've catch you long, Andrew. I'll let you go on this. You've seen Oklahoma now four times, and we were kind of having a conversation last segment. How how would you try to beat Oklahoma? What would you do? What would you do? How would you try to slow down the Sooner attack? What's the key you think to beating the Sooners? I think the key is exactly what Haley Dolcini did in that April 16th game uh, right before Easter is, you know, just hit your spots. Um, you know, if you're Dolcini, she has the stuff. She's shown she can be at Oklahoma. She needs to hit her spots. Uh, in that game last Saturday, uh, I think she was just a little bit off. And, you know, I think she might be uh, a little fatigued at this point and um, just trying to you know, hang on for just, you know, a couple more games. Uh, but if she can focus, if, if she can make sure that the spots are hit, then I think she'll allow just a few runs here and there. Um, and I think the defense is playing well enough that it shouldn't exacerbate any issues. Um, and that uh, I think those are the big things. And then offensively, uh, just having to put pressure on Oklahoma. Of course, you know OU is going to you know probably make every play. But if you get your speedy players on, if you get them hitting slaps in the hole, laying down bunts that are good down the lines, then you can put some pressure on and maybe force an error here and there, and you have to capitalize. Unbelievable uh, event coming up tonight. Should be fun. Andrew, I'm really excited you found time for us today. I know you're busy. No, I had some laundry to do too, but we appreciate it, man, and we'll talk to you, uh, we'll talk to you tonight.
All right. Thanks, Chris. Andrew Hames, play-by-play voice of the Texas Longhorns. I, did I just say Hames? Haynes. Haynes. Andrew Haynes. I get my Himes and Haynes. Did you see the tweet yesterday from Vince Young? <laughs> I did not. What was it? So I guess – what is today? Someone sent this to us on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. I guess it was after the Monday night win over Oklahoma State. Vince Young tweeted, hook em, respect at Texas women's basketball. That was existing to watch. Now, as someone who has made a lot of mistakes on Twitter, I understand you can hit that at, and all of a sudden you see Texas, you think it's good, but it'll be a challenge tonight for the Sooners versus the Texas women's basketball team in the eyes of Vince Young. <laughs> Now. And you, and on Twitter, you can't edit. You don't have no, an edit, edit button. Which, which so I know. You, we, we, we need one. So Connor's Corner is next. Now, there is one major story that I know Tyler and Josh will be all over. I've ignored the 18th different interview that Lincoln Riley has done. Don't care. My focus is on OU. You guys spit your fire. You get mad about it. We got a championship series to focus on tonight. I'm dialed in, locked in on that. But... I guess Lincoln wasn't aware of that 2017 roster that he went into Georgia against and the NFL talent he had on there. Instead, we're we're calling it third best and fourth best. All right, quick uh, quick break. It's the Plank Show. We have the Battle of the Weather apps on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Have you noticed this, Connor? Yes, I have. And some of these I've honestly never heard of since I use <laughs> I just use the basic weather app. Gotcha, gotcha. And um, if I if I want a radar, I go to I go to News Nine usually. That's me. Yeah, or or just the Weather Channel. Weather Channel. Um, Janelle from Woodward. What's up, Woodward? Big fan. Right. Weatherbug, AccuWeather, and Weather Channel all show no rain for the game tonight. Boomer sooner. Um <laughs> I, I like this. I prefer the What the Forecast app. You can change the profanity amount to your liking. Um, from the 405. The rain's over within an hour, everyone. Relax. Here's a vote of approval for Mike Morgan. Uh, and then Big Bad Wolf brings some sense. Which, by the way, Big Bad Wolf, I missed maybe the best tweet of the day. And I apologize for that. Because... You have quickly become one of my favorites. He writes, the Mike White stuff really makes me miss Steven Adams. (laughs) He sounds, yeah, he sounds just like him. (laughs) If you're missing that, by the way. Here here was Mike White from earlier. Well, um, when I go to Vegas, I'm a donator, not a gambler, so... uh, you know, but but if you do happen to get some up something up, then you use it. You know, you might as well spend it and try to get more. But you know, we have free. We we've been playing really free, uh, and I think that's the concept we're playing with is that, you know, we're not supposed to be here. Uh, you know, we play best when we're relaxed and and we're carefree, and that's what we've been doing. Not supposed to be here. Not. Sp- I don't even have that in. But. Um- Big Bad Wolf, though, his uh, most recent text on the weather writes, even if the game does get pushed back, that's just more anticipation and hype to build up. It's not like someone takes a forfeit. You know, the people – now, I will say, I've gained a new sense of concern for weather because, like, for instance, my my sister came in town today. They've driv- they drove 10 hours last night, overnight. Uh, to get here, I guess 10 hours, eh, seven hours combined from last night to today. And they're freaking out because 
Uh, they don't want to worry about missing anything. And I usually at 11.44 a.m. for a 7.30 game would be cursing her for texting me and asking what's up with the weather. But it makes sense. It's always the long drives that make you yeah. cautious of the weather. Um, John and Okamogi, wow. What a fire. The dude, I'll, 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 I'll do my best to censor this. Uh, the baseball guy, what a moron. Any real fan of a team should want as many fans as possible, buying merch, filling the stadiums, etc. Probably an only child, LOL. <laughs> you know, I, it's funny. It's funny. Softball fans deal with the frustration of people coming in and trying to compare everything in the game to baseball. And you even see it in the media. I, I on, on one hand, get that frustration because it deserves the treatment and understanding and knowledge that it has earned. But the people that say don't jump on the bandwagon now, unless the stadium is still filled and unless the, uh, the tickets are all sold out, I'm not telling anyone they can't jump on the bandwagon. You better not try to come in here when they're good. Now, if you fought with someone and that someone was like, oh, we stink, we suck, we're terrible, we're never going to be anything, and you tell that person you better not come back when we're good, I mean, that's, that's kind of funny when you are good. But what are you, you going to do, stop them? Are you going to put up roadblocks? Hey, this road is – you cannot come down here. This is our fan road. This is the four of us who have been here from day one. Not how it works. Yeah, please join us. We want all of it. Please. I want it all. I want all your fans. Um, it's it's funny. Uh, Chris, you are so respectful and friendly with everyone you interview on air. Without naming names, is there anyone you have less than a cordial and friendly relationship with who is a counter? Who, as an opposing broadcaster, do I not have a good relationship with? I don't know. That's about to say, because don't all you broadcasters, I mean, you guys get, get along, along really well. Yeah, all I the mean, time. And, and, I, and I've often, there's some people, we're doing a break, and I've already ruined Connor's Corner, which is going to wrap up the show next. But there's some people, Jimbo, that just want to fight, that want to be an a-hole, right? They expect everything to be done for them, and that those are a dying breed. They really are. You people sniff it out. They don't want to deal with you when you're when you're surly like that. No, I've 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 not. There's no one I don't like. Now there might be times whenever a game is over late, and I try to dodge people. I've got a little Teddy Lehman in me on that, but it's it's never anything. It's never anything for me that. Like, I can't stand them. Like, there's certain people that I know when I talk to them how they're going to be. Like, there's one of my friends that I know every time I talk to him, everything's miserable and he's terrible. I, I get that. But, no, all, and all the sideline guys are great. Like, I was just – I don't okay, I don't think Robert Allen necessarily cares for me, but I love him to death. And, and Robert probably is – he has every right to be mad at me if he wanted to because we would, we would make some jokes about him wearing OSU gear at a high school game. He got really upset. Not, not, and it was Pop and I making a joke because we were at a gear store one day. 
and I wasn't trying to be mean, but I love Robert. I don't. There's no one I don't like. He just he just didn't take it very well. <laughs> no, it wasn't. But his point was dead on. He's like, listen, man, you you said that as a joke, and people take it seriously. And next thing I know, I'm answering questions about uh, why are you wearing OSU gear to a high school game. I'm like, oh, oh gosh, Robert, we were just joking. <laughs> <laughs> so I would understand if he wanted to be mad at me about that. But no, no, there's not a single person that I don't like outside of – I can't even say my landlord anymore. I own my house, so I guess I don't like myself. I don't know. Um, it's hard. You have to go into situations in this business to try to not like someone or be mean, just be an a-hole. Well, it's, all, it's always good to have connections too, so you always want to be on someone's good side. Dodger Blaine writes, move the game to surprise Arizona. My new home, no rain, 104 today. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good I'm with good. the 104. I'm good. I'm good. Quick break. We'll wrap it up with Connor's Corner next. I don't know what's going on recruiting-wise. That's why we have Parker Thune to educate us. He's coming up next with a steel man and Thune at noon. But I will say this, Connor. There might not be a single coaching staff that has been more active on tweeting and retweeting and everything about the weekend that was in Oklahoma. They're it's been incredible. All, yeah, they're all over the place with it, especially with the Champion barbecue. They're just staying on top of Twitter and what everything everything those uh, recruits have to say on there. Okay, okay, Connor's corner time. Where do you, where do you want to go? What's what's on your agenda today, Connor? I'm just ready to see if uh if the Sooners see all three Texas pitchers this series if they see Dulcini, Check, and Simpson, which I'm I'm a big Simpson fan. I thought in that Arkansas regional, she was the main reason, one of the main reasons why Texas got through that regional. And I'm surprised you haven't seen much of her this World Series. It's it's interesting because I'm I'm with you. She was fantastic in the Texas regional, but I. I feel like Oklahoma has hit her really, really well. And I know she's young. She's just a freshman. Um, she, she's got an incredible future ahead of her. But I did not think that after her complete game five hit shutout against Arkansas that we wouldn't see her outside of, what, an inning and two-thirds in relief against Oklahoma. I was about to say, yeah, that's about all. that's pretty much all you've seen from her. That's all she's pitched? You're on it. So, if you're Texas, do you start Check or do you start Dulcini tonight? I, I, I think you go, you go Dulcini since she's kind of been the main pitcher this series. But I think they're going to mix it up a lot. You'll see maybe like every two innings. I mean, you switch pitchers so you don't give OU's lineup like – seeing them twice but I mean there's a lot of different options Texas could use but I mean it's still going to be a really tough task for them yeah but it's for be uh for I wonder if we see I think you go hope tonight but say hope goes for a complete game and the Sooners roll I wonder if there's some thought about starting Jordy Ball the second game with the Sooners winning the first game if you give well, if you give Jordy the ball yeah no no I think so if it's if it's Hope tonight, I think it's Hope Jordy, right? If it's Jordy tonight, then it's Jordy Hope Hope probably. That's either that's, yeah. Either yeah. way, I think you're going to see those two. But we'll see. I um, God, I say we'll see a lot. That's just because we will. I don't know. 
Uh, I'm excited about it. I won't lie to you. I'm going to the stadium ridiculously early today. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be there at a time when no human should be going to a game. But this is this is what you wait for. This is what you play for. I uh, I wanted to say thank you to everyone who checked in today and, and was a part of the show because it's really fun to see this sport grow to the point where we can do a three-hour show and – Spend about three hours talking about it, and it deserves it. We'll have reaction tomorrow. Uh, JT's left me on red for now three days, so we'll see if we hear from him tomorrow. Don't make me text your wife. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> I used to have there's there's uh, there was somebody that got mad at me because I wasn't getting back to him, and it wasn't even my fault because I their their number wasn't stored in my phone, so I had no idea who they were. And they actually texted my wife, and they're like, hey, are you going to call back so-and-so because he's blowing me up? I'm like, oh, yes. Is that who that is? I, I am the worst at saving numbers, so I run into Terrible. that problem all Terrible. the time. I've started now sta- saving them on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, but I don't know if it shares them for everyone. So that way, whenever I see a text from Jimbo1950 or Dodger Blaine or Janelle and Woodward or John in Okmulgee, I know who it's from. Uh, hey, thanks for listening, guys. It's been a fun night. I'll be on the air with a 7-15 pregame show for a 7-30 first pitch. We will be on the ref affiliate as well. So 1,499.3 FM. Uh, I don't know if DC is putting us on on 1430 in Tulsa, but regardless, you can find it at Soonersports.com slash radio or on our app. Have a great Wednesday. Stealing through at noon or next for Connor on Plank. This is the home of Sooner fans.